Hey moms, welcome back to the Digital Mama podcast. Thank you so much for coming back and joining me for episode nine, which is part two from last week where we talked about seven tips to get your biz started off to the right start in 2024. Today, we are going to be covering tips five through seven. So let's dive right in. As a quick recap from last week, let's go over tips one through four. Tip one was identifying your core values and making sure that what it is that you want out of life aligns with the goals of the business. It aligns with the model of the business. If there's a mismatch there, you're gonna be stuck running a business that you don't actually even like, that you don't actually wanna do, and it's going to cause a lot more pain and heartache in the future for you within that business. Number two, when it comes to picking your niche, always go with something you're passionate about over technical knowledge. If you have extensive experience in a certain area, let's say you are really good at graphic design, but you don't wanna do it anymore, it's not something that really interests you anymore and you're burnt out from it, but you really love fishing and you could talk about fishing forever, then I suggest that you focus your business on fishing. The third tip, pick one social media platform stick to it and stay consistent on it. It's very easy to be like, I'm gonna show up everywhere, all over the internet, every different platform, but very, very, very quickly, you will get overwhelmed with the amount of content that you have to create and quite frankly, discouraged with the amount of feedback, followers, whatever, that you get back. Because in the beginning is where you have to put in the most energy effort to, to get that initial growth. And if you're spreading yourself across several platforms, it's going to be much more difficult. Number four, you must, must, must have a unique selling proposition in your business. Without a unique selling proposition, your business is no different than Sally's business and (laughs) Jenna's business and so on and so on and so on. You have to have something about your business that is different, that is unique, and that compels people to buy from you versus somebody else. All right, now let's jump into tip number five, which is that you need to collect emails from the very, very beginning of your business. In my program, Digital Mama Academy, there are certain activities that need to be done every single week in order to ensure that you are consistently building your business and building the momentum as needed in your business. And one of those activities is growing your email list. Now, whether you wanna grow your email list really rapidly or you wanna do it slowly, that really comes down to paid advertising or organic. Regardless of the way that you do it, you need to be collecting emails from the minute you start your business. And I'll tell you why. Email marketing, you might think about it as a antiquated style of marketing, given that now we have all these different platforms where we can reach people, but much like direct mail, email is still very effective. There are a few reasons why I am hard and fast on collecting emails. And one of those reasons is because of the return, the type of revenue that can be generated from emails. And I have seen this firsthand, okay? So in the very beginning of my business, everything I did was organic. I did not spend any money on ads. I didn't have money to put behind ads. So I had to do everything organically. And the initial money that I made in my business was through my email list. And I had spent basically almost nothing, only just some platform costs or um, fees for certain services 
in order to get my emails up and running. But I hadn't paid for those people to come into my business. Those subscribers were subscribed through my lead magnet, which we can get into in a different episode on exactly what that means. But essentially, I was slowly collecting emails into my email list. I was emailing them and nurturing them and providing them value and content. And when I went to go and release my program for the first time, that is where my sales came from, my email list. They didn't come from ads. They didn't come from Instagram. They didn't come from Facebook. They came from my email list. And that is how my business got started. So typically when you're in paid advertising, you look at how profitable a specific platform is. And we measure this by ROAS or return on ad spend. So for example, if I spend a dollar on the platform, I wanna get at least two, three, four dollars back, right? It's gonna be different for everybody. It's gonna be different for everyone's business. But typically when you are investing in a business activity, you want to put something in, but you want to get more back, right? That's how you grow the business. So if I were to say, just for an example, that for every dollar I spent on Facebook ads, I got two back, that means that I'm at a 2x return. Now, for email, on average, across all different industries, but on average, you can expect a 40x return on email. That means that for every dollar that you spend investing in your email list, you can expect 40 back. That's huge. That's insane. And it is one of the most looked over sorts of activities in this particular kind of business when you're building a personal brand. So often people jump to a specific platform and their business explodes there, or they really focus on nurturing people through some other kind of medium and email list falls by the wayside. But in addition to the incredible opportunity for return, there is another really important reason why having an email list can actually save your business. So here's what I mean. And I have seen this firsthand. I have experienced this firsthand. When you create a business that's, let's say, your business is completely generated by Facebook ads. If you didn't have Facebook ads running, your business activity would essentially stop. Okay, that's one example. Let's say that you're you're really big on TikTok. And that's where you get all of your purchases come through TikTok. You are constantly posting, you've gone viral, and now a lot of your sales and purchases are coming in through TikTok. And that's how you reach your community. Heaven forbid that the owners of these companies decide to do something. They make an algorithm change. They update it somehow. Some other restriction comes through somewhere else and you can no longer utilize that platform or there are different rules in place. Guess who that negatively impacts? You as the business owner. Because you are operating your business on somebody else's platform, you're basically allowing somebody else to have a certain amount of control over your business, which we never want, right? We want to have as much ownership over the business in case something like that does happen. And I have seen it firsthand. I have personally seen businesses that were running multiple five or six figures within Facebook ads and then all of a sudden there's a glitch in the platform or they make an algorithm change. And guess what happens? Your ads stop working or are not effective like they once were. You can no longer rely on the platform to generate the same level of success that you were once having. And you as the business owner are left scrambling, trying to figure out how you're gonna get in front of your ideal customer because you put all of your eggs in one single basket, so to speak you are increasing the risk 
within your own business. And so if you had an email list on the days when Facebook was being finicky or on the days when TikTok wasn't working or if something happens and you get banned or you can no longer be on the platform where everybody can find you and see you, if you had a separate email list, you could still get in front of your ideal customer. You could still communicate with your people. No one's gonna take that away from you. And that's really the smart way to be in digital business is to not put all your eggs in one basket. It's to diversify how you are connecting with your people. Email should be a an absolute priority. And then from there, you can supplement that with exposure on a, a social media style platform or through paid advertising. People interact with different types of digital platforms differently. Some people are always on email. Some people are never on email. Some people are always on Instagram. Some people are never on Instagram, so on and so forth. But what I can say is that if you have a list of emails that are engaged, that know who you are, they trust you, they like you, and they know you because you have already spent the time nurturing them and they are in your sphere of influence over there, nobody can take that away from you. On Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, the second something happens, the second they decide to make a change on the algorithm, the second they decide to say no more of X, Y, and Z, you are not allowed to advertise this type of service, you're not allowed to be on here if you promote this thing, guess what? You'll be kicked out. And I know, I know for a fact that this has ha happened to several people in the past and they've had to switch their strategies in terms of how they're getting in front of their ideal customer. And not only is it incredibly stressful and it can be very devastating for the business, but you almost have to reset and restart. So let's say you have spent the last three years building your TikTok profile up to 100,000 followers, and then all of a sudden, boom, they banned you. And now you can't access your account anymore. That was three years that you just spent nurturing, giving people great content and value, getting people to know, like, and trust you, and it's gone. And there's really nothing you can do about it. And I have had more than several, several conversations with different platforms, either for myself or my other clients, where things do happen and you're like, well, I need to get this back. And a lot of times there's just no help. It's like you're talking to a brick wall. They can't help you. They can't reverse things. They can't get your account back reinstated. And it's truly devastating. So I highly, 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 highly encourage you to begin collecting email addresses as soon as you start your business. It is a critical business activity for anybody that is thinking about getting in this type of business. Okay, let's go on to tip number six. Okay, so this one is a little bit different. It's not quite so concrete in terms of do this, don't do that. But it kind of comes back to a little bit of mindset. And I know if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that I mix mindset into business because they, the two of them are intertwined. They come together. If you decide to become an entrepreneur, you're basically signing up for a path of growth. And a lot of that is mindset growth. And so with this tip in particular, it's important because the journey of business is not one that is clear cut, black and white, Step one, step two, step three, step four, and you're done, successful, you'll make this much money. That's not how, if you're looking for that, then you should go get a job. That's not what business is. It's a windy road that oftentimes has lots of ups and lots of downs, but 
it is one of the most rewarding paths you can take because you're foraging your own path and you are creating something out of nothing, which is one of the most amazing things that we can do. And so the reason why I bring this up is because when you're first starting out in your business, there are going to be more mindset hurdles to overcome. And you need to get comfortable, first of all, with being uncomfortable, and second of all, with redirecting your thoughts or rewiring your thoughts so that or you're constantly thinking forward future state of mind where even what's happening in the present moment might not be what you expect, might not be what you want. There is something bigger that you're working towards. And here's where the tip comes in. When you start your business, so we already talked about core values and we talked about making sure that your business fits in with your lifestyle. Okay, so now this tip is along the same lines, but it's different because I want you to identify a bigger dream. Let's say you think, well, my biggest dream right now would be just that my business replaces my income. Okay, now let's just say you did that. What's the next thing? And keep going. Even when your mind says, that's crazy, <laughs> stop. Like if, if you say that you wanna buy an island, I don't care, whatever it is, let your mind go and figure out what the bigger dream is. When you're first starting out in business, there is a big focus on money. You can't have a business if you're not generating revenue. So the business has to generate revenue. And so it's important to make money and we start to make these money goals. I wanna make $3,000 on my first launch. I wanna have consecutive five-figure months. I wanna have my first six-figure month. I wanna have my first six-figure year. Whatever your goals are and however they line up for you, we very often have these monetary goals or maybe your goals are I wanna have at least 500 people on my email list. I wanna have at least 1,000 people on my email list. I wanna have had over 10,000 people go through my program. Whatever it may be, we put these goals in place to help us achieve the next thing and achieve the next thing. But I want you to go beyond all of that. And when we get down to the real core of the business and why you're starting your business, that's what I want you to look at. So of course it's because we want more freedom, flexibility, and income, right? Of course those things are part of the reason why you're starting this business. But is there something even more? Once you have achieved everything you wanted to achieve in your business, you got the followers, you have the money, you have all the toys that you want, you have all of the the income that you could ask for, then what do you do? Then what's the inspiration? Once your cup is full, it starts to overflow. And where's that overflow going to go? And so having this bigger dream even bigger than the dream of, I just wanna have a really successful business or I wanna be able to provide for my family or I wanna replace my income. Bigger than that, like bigger, think bigger. Don't be scared to think big. During the times in your business when things don't seem to be going the way you want them to be going or you're frustrated or you're overwhelmed or you get a blow, I'll give you an example. A few weeks ago, I randomly got a notification from Stripe, which is like my payment processor, that they were banning me. They weren't gonna let me process payments through Stripe anymore. I have dealt with Facebook and being like clients having issues with being banned on Facebook and it's an absolute nightmare to try to get your account reinstated because it's like you can't get a hold of anyone. They have like chat support, but it's only so helpful. You can't call, you can't talk to somebody. It's just really frustrating. And so I thought, oh my goodness, like Stripe is integrated throughout my entire CRM. 
Stripe is the most widely used. It's It has a ton of integrations. Like I wouldn't want to have to go and seek an alternative payment processor. And I was just like, oh, this is another thing that I 100% don't need right before Christmas. It's easy to get derailed by those things where it's like you feel like things are against you. You're trying to take steps forward, but like these random things come in and it's like, boom, Stripe account banned. Now you can't process payments. And I'm like, oh. Thankfully, I was able to get the account reinstated and it ended up being an error on their side, which I was just relieved to know that it was an error and we could go on like nothing happened. But still, in those moments, it feels easy to just be like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? And I always think about what my bigger dream is, like beyond, like once my kids are grown and they're out of the house and they have their own lives, what is my business going to look like then? What am I going to be doing then? How is my business that I'm starting now going to have an impact on what I'm doing then? And that's what I think about because it brings you back down to earth and you think, okay, getting banned from Stripe for two days really is not that big of a deal. But in the moment, it feels big. But when you basically take yourself out of the situation and you look at the whole reason why you're doing this in the first place, like outside of yourself, it helps put it into perspective that those little bumps in the road really are not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. And you have to make sure that your mindset is set to think about things like that. Because when you're in the thick of it, it is easy to get derailed. It is easy to think, this is too hard. I have too many other things going on. I'm trying to raise kids. I have a million activities to go to. I'm trying to just keep my house clean. I'm trying to just make sure there's no dishes in the bedroom, whatever it is. And on top of it, you're trying to start a business and then something happens and you feel like, what's the point? But there is a point and it's up to you to have your mindset in a place where you can bring yourself back to the, the reason why you're doing this and what that's going to look like for you down the road if you persevere through those times. So it's really important to not only have the foundational marketing knowledge, of course, you need to know what is going to be best for you and your business in terms of the actual tactical marketing strategies but that can all be learned that can all be learned and implemented it's the mindset piece that is the hardest for people even when they think no no no, that's fine i'm gonna do it i put my mind to it i'm gonna do it but when push comes to shove are you really gonna do it because you can learn the marketing stuff you can learn how to do anything but it's being able to shift your mindset to a place where you're basically unshakable, unmovable on this path that you're on. And that's really what's going to push you through those times that are uncertain or frustrating or overwhelming or whatever it is and get you closer and closer and closer to the end goal every single day. So finally, tip number seven. This is a tip I think that's really important to point out because so often I see people getting caught up in activities that they really shouldn't be focusing their time, energy, and effort on. Here's the tip. Majority of your time, effort, and energy in the business should be going revenue generating activities. So in my Digital Mama Academy program, I break down exactly what those activities are and what you need to accomplish each week as a quote unquote digital mama if you're going to be starting a business like this. But so often I see women start a business and they put all of their energy and effort over into one area and forget about everything that's over here. But the stuff that's over there, it actually is the stuff that's gonna make you money. Here's an example. So 
often. I see people are so excited to get into business. And one of the first things that is exciting to think about is what is my logo going to look like? What are my brand colors going to be? What's my website going to look like? What's my font going to be? And all of a sudden you've spent a month working on the very perfect logo and the best font and the perfect color scheme that you're going to be using. When you break it down to the very core of that activity, it does not make or break the business. Your logo does not make or break your business. The colors, nope. The font, nope. Your offer, yes. That will make or break the business. The research that you're doing on your avatar, yes. That will make or break the business. The competitive research, yes. So if you're spending your time and energy doing activities that you might think are more fun or maybe they're a little bit easier to do, which so often I see that happen because it's like, well, I can I can wrap my head around this piece. Like I can wrap my head around the, the design, let's just an example, the design piece. And so I'm gonna focus there and then I'm gonna worry about all the other big stuff later. But that other stuff is the stuff that is going to be the most critical in the business. So it's like, why spend hours working on the colors, fonts, and whatever over here when once you start to do the research, you realize that business idea is not even viable. So you have to change it because maybe there's no market for it. Maybe you, you realize that you don't want to create your offer around that sort of niche. And so when you take your eyes off of the needle moving activities, you will slow your progress. Once you have continued to work inside your business, I do recommend that you hire help. And that might sound very scary because maybe you don't even have a business right now. It's a catch 22. Hire somebody before you start really making money. Trust me, I know. But it does help. There are virtual assistants, VAs that you can hire overseas that are very, very cost efficient that can help you with those tasks that are not needle movers. So here's an example. For me, one thing that I find just sucks up my time, I don't enjoy doing it, and I just find it to be tedious is creating Instagram posts. Like, putting together the colors and what's it gonna look like and what's it gonna say exactly and, and all this stuff. So I hired a VA and I said, can you do static image posts on Instagram? She was like, yep. So I basically will say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I'll send her a Loom video, I'll send her a little paragraph or I'll send her an audio message or something. This is what I'm looking for. Can you create four images along the lines of this. She goes and does it, she posts it for me. That takes that activity off of my plate so that now I can focus on the bigger meat behind the business, like connecting with my customers, getting my, my launch plan ready, working on the actual content of the program, making sure that everything is set up and connected the way it needs to be in order to have sales coming through with ease, recording podcasts or ideating what my content pillars are going to be for the next month. Whatever it is, those bigger activities I accomplish, but the smaller stuff that just takes up my time and energy, that really isn't that important at the end of the day. If somebody sees an Instagram post, if it's there or if it's not there, it isn't going to make or break the business. It might help with exposure. It might help with people just checking out the page. It's not going to be a deciding factor if somebody buys my program or not. So remember that when you do decide to start a business and when you 
jump in and say, okay, I'm ready, I'm excited, you have all this energy and motivation, make sure that's all being fueled towards the right activities. Because if you push it towards the wrong activities, it'll just take you longer to get to your end goal. So those are tips five through seven. So tip number five, make sure that you collect emails from the start of your business. Tip six, understand what that bigger dream looks like for you. Once you've hit all the goals in your business, once you feel completely fulfilled, then what is it? What's the bigger goal? What's the bigger dream? And then finally, tip seven is make sure that you are putting your energy and effort into needle moving or revenue generating activities to grow the business at a faster rate. Okay, if you have any questions, if you have feedback, if you would like to talk more, just shoot me a message on Instagram or send me an email at heather at heatherboardcoaching.com. Again, I wanna say a huge thank you for listening. We are coming to the end of 2023. I'm gonna have one more podcast episode next week and then I'll be taking the week off right after Christmas and then we will be hitting the ground running in January. So again, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.